Hi, it's Kim, and welcome back to another episode of Weber County's Greatest Generation. I so appreciate all of you who have joined us during the last few months, and I notice that many of you are from all over our country. So I just want to tell you a little bit about Weber County. We are situated in northern Utah, which is east of the Great Salt Lake and west of the Wasatch Mountains, and we're about 35 miles north of Salt Lake City. During World War II, Weber County was the second largest county after Salt Lake. The population in the 1940 census was 56,714, with Ogden, our county seat, at 43,688. So that left a little over 13,000 in the 20 smaller communities that surround Ogden. So Ogden was in kind of a unique place during the war. Um, We were kind of the center of the action. We had four federal facilities around Weber County, and um, they dedicated the small Hinckley Airport in 1942, mostly for military action. Ogden was the junction for all east, west, and north-south railroad traffic. During the war, thousands of troops and supplies passed through Ogden, and in fact, Ogden was called the Junction City for a long time. Weber County's Greatest Generation started in 2014, when I noticed in the newspaper how many stories there were about those who served in the war. So at first, I just wanted to count how many servicemen and women there were from Weber County. So going through every day of the newspaper online, I started to count and record the names of the servicemen. I originally thought there would be about 2,000, but I actually had to stop at 6,000 because I changed directions and decided I wanted to save the history of Weber County during World War II. So that led to my first book, um, Weber County's Greatest Generation, December 1941 through 1942. I just finished the second book, uh, Weber County's Greatest Generation 1943. And as you can guess, there are still two more volumes that are going to have to be done. I was really worried about saving the stories for future generations because there's not enough room in any of the books to write the whole story um, of all of them that, that were killed in the war. So I decided to start the podcast. This is the 24th podcast of Weber County's Greatest Generation, and there will be over 200 and something by the time I'm through. So our story today is about William Capson, who was a boy from Huntsville, Utah. Huntsville is on the east side of the Wasatch Mountains, and in 1940, they had a population of 499. He was born on September 14, 1921, to Albert and Myrtle Capson. Albert and Myrtle were the manager and co-manager of a chicken farm. In the 1940 census, William is 18 and listed as a laborer on the farm. There are no other mention of family members in that census. In 1939, he graduated from Weber County High School in what the newspaper called the largest class in history for the school. They reported 224 graduates, which was up from 206 in 1938. Their graduation theme was Tapestry of American Life, but no one knew how their lives and plans for the future would change in just 18 months. William's draft card gives his age as 20, and he indicates his employer was the Air Corps Engineering Department at Weber College. I believe this means that he was in the Air Corps training program at Weber learning how to fly. He enlisted on April 28, 1942, just seven months after Pearl Harbor. On November 29, 1942, his name appeared in an article, Nine Men Report for Higher Course. 
Nine young men from Ogden and nearby towns in Utah have reported to the Army Air Force's pre-flight school for pilots at Maxwell Field, Alabama. They left from the Classification Center at Nashville to begin the second phase of their training to become pilots in the nation's expanding Air Force. They will receive nine weeks of intensive military, physical, and academic instruction preparatory to beginning actual flight training at one of the many primary flight schools in the Southeast Army Air Forces. On June 29th of 1943, the Standard reported that he had earned his gold bars. William J. Capson, 21, son of Mr. and Mrs. Albert Capson of Huntsville, is a member of the 15th class of aviation cadets to graduate from the Advanced Twin Engine Army Flying School at Columbus Army Field in Mississippi. He will receive the silver wings of a flying officer and a commission to a second lieutenant in the Air Force. Then on July 11, 1943, there's another article, Viola Burnham is bride of Lieutenant William J. Capson. Second Lieutenant and Mrs. William J. Capson left Tuesday for South Carolina after spending three days in Ogden visiting friends and relatives. Lieutenant Capson graduated from the Army Air Corps Flying School at Columbus, Mississippi on June 30th and has been transferred to South Carolina. The couple were married June 29th at Columbus the day before his graduation. The bride is the former Miss Viola Burnham of Bountiful. A graduate of Weber High School, Capson also attended Weber College where he was a CPT student. He entered the Air Corps on September 18, 1942 for training as a B-25 pilot. Lieutenant Capson will be assigned to the 12th Air Force, the 489th Bomber Squad. The 489th was activated on October 1, 1943 at the airfield in Wendover. The Wendover Airfield is 155 miles southwest of Ogden, and that will be another story that we will get to later. But just a quick FYI, the Enola Gay left from Wendover Field on their way to trap the first atomic bomb over Japan. The group was first assigned to Tunisia in North Africa, but they moved to the Faja, Italy Airfield in November of 1943. They attacked German targets in support of the American 5th Army and in eastern Italy supporting the British 8th Army. To support the ground troops, they attacked airfields, docks, marshalling yards, bridges, and other targets. In January of 1944, the group was directed to prepare to move out of the Mediterranean theater. So this information is found on Find a Grave, and it was uh, put there by Jeff Hall, who has done an amazing job of documenting uh, the servicemen's graves in cemeteries around Utah. I'm not sure where the information comes from. It's dated February 6, 1944. An accident today as one of the alternate planes returned to the field cost the lives of five flyers in the 489th Squadron. As the 36-plane mission took off to bomb a road junction, one of the alternate planes, piloted by Flight Officer Buell O. Wiltshire of Helmut, California, started a landing approach. A minute or so later, when the co-pilot was at the controls and the pilot's attention distracted, the plane flew into a turbulent cloud mass, and when it broke out, it was out of control, very close to the ground and on fire. Quite possibly, a wing had been torn off. Flight Officer Wiltshire and the co-pilot, 2nd Lieutenant William J. Capson, were reported to have been tumbled about in the cabin until Wiltshire fell clear. His parachute worked, but he suffered bruises and shock and was treated for burns. The bodies of Capson and the rest of the crew were found in the plane close to Castlemare. 
The fact that Wilshire landed almost next to the aircraft demonstrates the extremely low level from which he was thrown out or jumped. The dead also include 2nd Lieutenant Roy L. Carville, Bombardier Technical Sergeant Frank Jarre Luzak, Radio Operator, Staff Sergeant Peter J. Miller, Turret Gunner, and Staff Sergeant Carl O. Wellington, Tail Gunner. Just two days later, the 489th was moved to England to assist with the D-Day invasion in June. And in fact, one of their group commanders was awarded the Medal of Honor for his actions on June 5th, 1944, the day before the Normandy invasion. On February 29, 1944, there was an article with the headline, Pilot Loses Life Finding in Italy. Mr. and Mrs. Albert L. Capson of Huntsville were notified by the War Department today of the death of their son, Lieutenant William J. Capson. He was killed in Italy in action on February 5th, although the date was later changed to February 6th. He was the husband of the former Miss Violet Burnham of Bountiful. Lieutenant Capson entered the Army in April of 1942. He received his training in a Mississippi Air School, where he graduated as a pilot in June of 1943. He had been overseas since September of 1943. He was a graduate of Weber High School and was a student at Weber College, where he was prominent in music and dramatics. Lieutenant Capson took CPT, or Civil Patrol Training, under the instruction of Mr. Art Mortensen. Through his work in aeronautics, Lieutenant Capson gained valuable hours of flight training that enabled him to become an expert pilot in the Army Air Corps. His ship was a B-25. He had five months of overseas duty. Prior to his enlistment in the Army, he was employed at Hillfield as a mechanic. As we've talked about before, if the bodies were recoverable, families had the option of having them returned to their home or buried in a National War Cemetery. Lieutenant Capson's family chose to have his remains returned to Ogden. On November 28th of 1948, the paper read, Services slated for Valley Flyer. Services for Lieutenant William J. Capson will be conducted by Bishop Marlo T. Stoker of the Huntsville Ward on Wednesday, December 1st at 3.30 at the Marchuary 24th and Adams. Burial will be in the Ogden Cemetery with full military honors by the VFW. The article then repeats what was in the February 29, 1944 article and added he served in three campaigns, African, European, and Faja, Italy. He was awarded the Air Medal for Bravery over Italy and three campaign ribbons with three stars. He met death over Italy on February 6, 1944 in action. Surviving are his mother, 346 Patterson, a sister, Mrs. June Anderson, Oakland, California, and the grandparents, Mr. and Mrs. William F. Colvin. His dad, Alfred Capson, had died on May 14, 1948, and they are buried next to each other in the Ogden Cemetery. So that's the end of the story for Lieutenant Capson. It will be interesting when I get all of the research done to find out how many pilots we had that were killed in action. It seems like we have a lot, but we'll have to wait and see about the other 200 or so. Thanks for joining. Again, this is available on the Facebook page for Weber County's Greatest Generation or on iTunes.